Hello, hello, hello. It is once again time for the After Show Podcast. I am your host, Sadat the Gamer, and this guy is somebody that just wandered in off the street. You may know him as Jay Shockblast if you are happen to have watched some Armored Core recently. <laughs> you, may, you may have seen him pop up <laughs> on your feet. A wild Jay Shockblast appears. <laughs> I. How you doing, my friend? Uh, as usual, Casual Avenger is enjoying some deep dish with the family and won't be here. But we are wishing him the best in all of his uh, fake pizza endeavors. What's up? What's up, my friend? Uh, you know, just uh, living the dream. Uh, this time next week, though, I should still be able to do it. But I will be on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I bought the Wi-Fi package. I'm on a cruise. It's the first day. On, so, on, a, on a cruise. We're going to uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, that's that sounds dangerous. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. You might you might run into some Atlanteans down there. My enemies call me no more. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I set that up perfect, huh? <laughs> you did actually. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What's up? What's up, chat? Uh, we, who we got here? We got Black King. What's up, my friend? We got King Jay. Appreciate you hanging out. We got a fun show for you guys. Uh, we're going to, just in case Jay Shockwell gets lost at sea, we're going to make sure this is a, a fun one. If this is his final show on the After Show podcast, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, some San Diego Comic-Con because a lot of stuff is going down, despite the fact that all these big companies seemingly pulled out. It seems like all of us uh, superhero and uh, gaming nerds in particular are going to be eating good that day. So, well, those three days. So, we'll, we're going to talk about all that. And uh, I unfortunately watched uh, Secret Invasion episode three. So, we're, we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming together. I mean, uh, not yeah, great. Yeah, it, it's definitely come together. It, we, I've definitely, I'd say. It's definitely a complete package of absolute dog water. <laughs> like it was, yeah. like it w- wasn't sure exactly how the dog water bowl would come together, but it's turned into like a golden chalice holding nothing but month-old dog water that the dog also peed in at some point, <laughs> and your your cat maybe dropped a hairball in there while while wandering by. But it's it's something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a show. It's a it it is definitely a show. It uh we are watching it. It has audio and visuals. <laughs> there are there's dialogue and and music, so there there's that. <laughs> yeah, I uh I don't know, man. It, it's it's okay. You definitely like if you pay attention. I'm picking up on some things. Dude hating on Secret Invasion would probably love She-Hulk. Uh, definitely not someone Dude. who wa- who watches me or this this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely roasted She-Hulk for how dog water the writing was. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> no Ro- roasted her so hard she became He-Hulk. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're I, clearly you're new around here, I Billy I judge all the time. You should know. I judge shows purely based on how good they are. I don't I don't 
put them up against anything else. I don't have biases. I'm not one of these chronically online weirdos who can't separate their personal feelings from from real from reality or or art. I can look at I can look at a piece of art and say, "Hey, I like that." Or if it's terrible, like it's Secret Invasion's writing is, I can say, "Yeah, that sucks ass. <laughs> it's, yeah. not very, it's not very good." And I, I can break down exactly why it's bad and why the plot makes no sense and why this is one of Marvel's worst rated things they've ever put out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weak. The scroll are uh they're finally becoming evil. I mean, that's what they were always in the comics, so yeah. I guess there's that. I mean, um, the, the yeah, the problem well, should we just dive into we just Yeah, dive let's in? just get it out of the way. Let's just get it out of the way. Then we'll talk about Comic-Con, the fun the fun stuff. Back the way. So my thing my so the theme of Secret Invasion so far is that everyone hates nick fury nick fury sucks nick fury's terrible that's the main that's the base that's basically the whole theme of the show it's become a very growing and annoying trend about when it comes to marvel uh post captain marvel and they really like the, the amount of the amount the writers hate nick fury is like aggressive like it's bad it's bad how like it's weird that you would build a show around a character to get because you pr presume you're like oh i'm i'm one we're making a nick fury show let's hope people come in and they want to see nick fury be cool and have fun with nick fury but in the minds of these writers they're like oh no i'm coming to a nick fury show to hear you shit all over Nick, Nick Fury and make him sound like the worst person ever, and I mean, it's it was it was pretty overt in the first two episodes. The whole thing was like, oh yeah, we're we we want to destroy the world, but it's totally your fault, Nick Fury, because you left, you got you got snapped, and then you went to a space station for some reason, probably to defend the Earth. But who cares? That doesn't matter because you left, you promised, and that's why we're being we're not evil. We're just doing this because Nick Fury's bad and also humans are bad anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then they really doubled down in this episode because Talos literally in the car basically says, not even basically, literally says Nick Fury is worthless. He is trash. He would not have anything if it wasn't for the scrolls. He breaks this down because, because, they were having this riveting conversation while about to do their spy mission. And they were talking about, you know, as you would expect in a spy show, dogs. Why do people like dogs? What's the thing about dogs? And they talked about, you know, why, why, why do dogs, why do you pick up shit? What, what's that, what's what that whole dynamic? And Fury's like, well, I've been picking up your crap for 30 years and then, and Tal's like, oh, really? Well, actually, you were nothing. You were a loser in a desk job. And then when we came to Earth, we saved you, <laughs> Nick Fury. You're okay. You're somewhat smart. But nothing you've done would be it would have any merit without us. You got promoted. We did that. You stopped terrorists. We did that. <laughs> we you got intel. We did that. You are nothing, Nick Fury, without the scroll. 
Also, that cool story we thought we were going to get because of your eye patch. Actually, you got scratched by a cat. So you're not your eye, your your war battle, your war scar isn't even cool. You suck, Nick Fury. <laughs> you're terrible. You're worthless. No one needs you. <laughs> That's literally secret invasion. Yeah. That, yo, that is literally the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, that's not wrong. Um, I mean, I, in the comics, everybody hates Nick Fury too. So I guess there is some merit to setting it up this way, but everybody hates Nick Fury because he, he takes what he wants. He does what he wants. Exactly. And this is a little bit different. This is old wash Nick Fury um, that's scared of something. But like, still has that exaggerated swagger uh, out of nowhere. So I don't know, but kind of spoilery, but not spoilery. If who cares about spoilers? The show sucks. Okay. Also, it was on Disney Plus. It's Friday. It came out on Wednesday. It's Friday. Who cares about spoilers? Fair enough. <laughs> so one thing that I picked up up on, and I'm sure you picked up on it too. Um, I think we have confirmation that Rhodey is a scroll. Correct, because he called. Yes, because, yeah, because uh, d during the there, there's a scene where they have. This is also incredibly stupid. I'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> they, there. So the big plot, the big plot is basically okay. So Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen's character, she had Amelia Clark. She has to. She's basically working undercover for for Talos, on and kind of adjacent to nick fury they're kind of they're all on the same side basically she's giving talos intel on on a on gravis and but gravis also doesn't really trust her but kind of because they had a snitch situation and they're kind of suspecting everybody. He's like all right well i kind of believe you whatever and come with me on this mission we're gonna have a a parlay with your father so that that's the that was the whole scene where talos and, and Gravis are in a in a cafe. You know, Talos has a chance to literally kill him multiple times and doesn't. You know, because why save the world when you can just talk? But he, but they obviously don't come to an agreement. And Tal and Talos is basically like, yeah, I'm going to blow up your whole plan. I'm going to tell everyone in the government it's the scrolls attacking them. You're gonna they're, and they're gonna exterminate you like the dogs you are and all that good stuff. And for some reason, right after that, they Talos is allowed to leave, despite the fact that he's literally surrounded by the enemy, and he does not go and tell anyone. He goes and has a proper English breakfast with Nick Fury, who pops in, and then they come up with their plan where they, they're basically going to go to this general's house because he's a scroll, and the, the whole plan is that there's a UN plane that they're going to basically blow up with a submarine and it's going to cause world war three so they have so the plan is okay we have to stop the submarine from from world war three the the only way is to break into general's house and stop him from doing it so they very clumsily break in talos even gets himself captured and nick fury comes comes through and uh is smart enough to bring a hostage which We'll, we'll get into why this doesn't make sense, but he brings a hostage because Talos, when he asks Talos what's going on, he calls him Nick and Tal and Fury comes in and finds a, finds a kid, the guy, the general's son in the room playing video games. He grabs him, puts a gun and is like, yeah, yeah, uh, I knew, I knew uh, something was off because no one calls me Nick. And 
that basically is a hint that Rhodey is a scroll because in their in their scene, he calls Fury Nick. Nick Every, yeah. Everyone calls him Fury. If you don't call him Fury, he gets suspicious. So that's I guess our clue that that if anyone that calls him Nick at from this point on is a scroll. But he the hostage he they do a little hostage trade off, which doesn't make sense unless the kid is a scroll too, because. If the kid isn't a scroll, which they didn't confirm exactly, then it's like, well, why do you care if this kid dies? You're you're not his dad. But if he's a scroll, it's like, okay, cool. We have we have leverage. But then they don't use that leverage later on because he uses the leverage to make up of the kid to make him let go of Talos. And then they're like, okay, we have to we have to torture this guy to get the codes because the only way we can stop the submarine from blowing up the G1 plane is to get the codes and stop and and call it into abort the mission. Of course, the obvious solution is to literally just contact the plane and tell them to turn around because it's about to get blown up. And, or, you know, tell everyone the scrolls are invading and trying to destroy the world, but no one ever does that. So somehow they still have the element of surprise and they just spend this whole thing, this whole segment trying to torch unsuccessfully torture this guy in order to get him to to give up the code but they never at any point threaten his son like they previously did to get him to let go of talos they just ignore that and end up killing him so <laughs> they, don't, they don't get the code but well, so he, <laughs> i don't think the son's a scroll because they have the real general like yeah. being held yeah so they could access his memories so I just think the kid doesn't know that his dad, in this case, is not his dad, you know? In which case, it wouldn't even make sense for him to be, to even work as a hostage because it's like, okay, he's a kid. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to destroy, we're, we're, I'm, he's literally working to destroy all of humanity. Like, why would he, why would he give up Talos to, in exchange for a kid that's not his, that he's going to kill anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are people coming here thinking this is Comic Con? I have literally no idea. Comic Con is like not even not even this week. It's not even happening. It's July (laughs) twentieth. But 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 anyway, he blow he gets Daenerys to blow blow her cover basically to get the the gold code out of his memories because again, none of these super spies consider hey let's just contact a plane and (laughs) turn them around and. They get the code so that it also they they also did the submarine thing wrong. The submarine with, with the with the explosion, they have they have keys where you have you need two people to turn the keys at the same time. That's the protocol to make sure no one abuses these, you know, missile launches. But in Secret Invasion, they they don't they didn't understand this dynamic. So they have the key, the stations where the keys are like right next to each other. It's supposed to be designed so that two people, two separate people have to turn the keys at the same time. But the way it's set up, one person can access both keys at the same time. <laughs> and it almost costs, it almost results in them setting off the missile anyway because they they get the code in time. But the, the guy who's a scroll is like, oh, 
as soon as he sees the report, he goes to turn both keys at the same time because they're right next to each other, which is not how it works. That's not, they're supposed to be on other sides of the room. That's, yeah. not, that's not how it works. But again, who who cares about details? It's a Mar- it's a MCU show. They clearly don't care about details or Nick Fury. So, so, so that's, so that, so that, so they say, so they uh, temporarily saved the day. But of course, surprise, surprise, it was a trap because. The, the only reason they even knew about this is because Gravis di- deliberately, obviously, in the car, said the the coordinates and everything out loud so she can hear to the person on the phone who already knows this information. <laughs> just so she just so she knowing she's gonna type it in and give it to Fury. So of course then he kills her. But I'm just like, this is... but is she dead? <laughs> Probably, but who cares? <laughs> Probably not. I can't imagine they kill her off. They, she, there's something about her. I saw an article about her being in a next MCU project in another MCU appearance. So maybe she survived the gunshot wound. Maybe she didn't. Who cares? She's not a good character. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also didn't understand why, like, like, um, Talos puts like a knife through Gravik's hand. And he's just like, huge. Like, has he already had the super scroll thing happen, or? Yeah, the the super yeah. The, so their version of super scrolls is basically, oh well, we're all super scroll going to be super scrolls because we'll be able to use their use the powers of people we transform into. But you know that's, and they can also apparently now change into people without touching them because they had. Because what when he was monologuing his his super scroll grand plan, they were they were they were showing on the other side the mission of them infiltrating the navy base, and they just basically had scrolls look at pictures of guy of guys they were turning into, and they just turned into them. So the whole the whole excuse that they gave, they, the throwaway excuse that they gave for why the Avengers or anyone like that wasn't involved was because oh well. We could we could just turn into them and it would be chaos. Except, well, before you could turn into them, but you wouldn't have their powers, and you would have to capture them to in order to do in order to do so. But also now you don't have to, so you can also just turn into them just by looking at a picture of them anyway. And so the the, the only the actual reason the Avengers aren't involved is because one they they can't co- comprehend writing that. You know, <laughs> of writing a script that incorporates that, and also they obviously can't afford the cameos because this is very much a budget, a budget show. So they're yeah. trying to write. So they're trying to write around the obvious that reasons why the Avengers aren't involved in what is most definitely an Avengers level plot. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Is, well, I mean, in, in the comics, Secret Invasion involved like everybody. You know. Yeah. Like I remember, like uh, Spider Woman was the Skrull Queen. Um. So yeah, uh, it's it's a show and it's it's on. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even need much. I just needed it to be like moderately entertaining, and it's 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 like it's like extremely boring. Like the the entire show is two people in a room talking to each other. Followed by two people in a room talking to each other. Followed by two people in a room talking to each other. Followed by a brief, okay action sequence. 
followed by two people in a room talking to each other. That's that's what a lot of the Disney Plus stuff has been. It's been dialogue heavy, and that's because you're only gonna get so much for five bucks a month. You know, like doesn't matter how many subs there are. Like th they have to pay for this somehow, and these shows have been kind of lower budget. You know. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder why. I mean, they could have. They could definitely. I, I feel like if they weren't constantly putting out garbage <laughs> they, they would have some they would have some money to spend on some of these shows i mean and but i don't even buy it as a budget thing because there are plenty of shows there your internet youtube-based shows that are amazing with uh with not even a fraction yeah of the money they spend on these shows so it's not even a matter of budget like the, the my, my problem with uh secret invasion isn't that it's there is not enough cgi or it's not enough expensive cameos is that it sucks the right it's the writing is t the plot itself makes no sense like and they and the main character that the main reason we're supposed to be tuning into the show nick fury the writers clearly hate him and they're trying to directly make it se seem like nick fury is this actually isn't cool at all he's just this terrible character they're spending most of the show deconstructing him and the other half trying to justify the scrolls committing literal genocide. It doesn't make it. It's like, I, I distinctly remember them talking about, Oh, there are no bad guys. Oh, this is going to be a spy thriller. You know, there's, there's no good or evil here. It's shades of gray. You know, there are no bad guys here. I mean, literally the bad guy here wants to exterminate all humans. And, Fury and Talos are like, don't do that. How is that shades of gray? <laughs> like, because what? Because you came up with a half-ass reason. Well, you know, Nick Fury promised them their own planet thirty years ago, and you now because they don't have a planet of their own, so you know, you're, you're, you're here's the everyone on Earth. Yeah, here's the real question do. I have. Okay. So, like, over the course of 30 years, more scroll are arriving, and they put out the, the beacon, they put out the call, yep, everybody scrolls. come here. Million scrolls. So, so two, two questions. Number one, how did they get here? Great question. And number, number two, if Nick Fury is up at the space station, and they could get to Earth, and they really needed Nick Fury, why couldn't they just go to the space station? Or why didn't Nick Fury stop them? There's a lot of a lot of a lot of questions. Why didn't Captain Marvel stop them? Why didn't Captain Marvel find them a planet? Why did why isn't Captain Marvel involved at all? Yeah. <laughs> what is Captain Marvel doing? Stay tuned <laughs> to the Marvels only in theaters. Like why like why is Nick Fury even in a space station? If not to prevent specifically this, a yeah, million I, scrolls I, from invading the Earth. I'm when did they that, invade? Yeah, I'm assuming the space station is supposed to be like sword, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, did they invade? I'm guessing they invaded before the space station. Is that what we're? Yeah, or as it was being built. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they are scroll, but like, yeah, it's it's really weird. Like the, the whole the whole thing. I mean, I'm assuming and I'm hoping that when it's all played out, when it's all said and done, oh, we're gonna be wait. able to look back on it and I say, can't wait till it's over. <laughs> we're gonna look back on it and be like oh i see but yeah i i have a feeling by the end i'm gonna say 
Oh, I see. They are complete hacks that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, but I wish I just I'm not even asking for excellent. I'm I'm easier to please than you, obviously. And even I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, like it's tough to make She-Hulk look entertaining. I, I Jay, I would take Hawkeye at this point. <laughs> I mean, I like, well, yeah. All right. I would take literally every Disney Plus show that they, I would take the book of Boba Fett. And not the parts that's that are literally just the Mandalorian, like <laughs> the non-Mandalorian parts of Book of Boba Fett. Take a whole episode <laughs> of him learning how to speak, uh, uh, Sand People. Yes, one hundred percent. That's more interesting than every episode of Future Future Innovation so far. This yeah. is terrible. This is by far the worst thing they've ever put on Disney Plus. And you can't even like fake like it for the culture either. That's that says a lot. There's there's literally nothing here for the culture. <laughs> there's nothing here. It's just it's just bad. It's yeah. on every on every way. But, but but hey, at least at least Don Cheadle got to talk about carpet bombing. Yeah, and, and at least we got to hear uh Nick Fury talk Nick Fury talk about fried chicken and deviled eggs. <laughs> hey, you know, this is a little bit of a segue. Um Thank did you God. see the comments from Don Cheadle? About how he's upset that they he wasn't like him and Nick Fu or uh, Samuel L. Jackson weren't asked to be in Wakanda Forever. What they weren't like there was he had some comments that he was like disappointed that they weren't, but like they've never really associated neither of them. I mean, I I guess they were in Wakanda at one point, but like yeah, or well at least uh you know War Machine was, but yeah. But they're black. But they're black. How dare? How dare they? I mean, that's obviously oh. the. Ins <laughs> that's obviously the insinuation. You know what I mean? How um, how, how dare they? Not, I mean, I, honestly, they. I think they dodged a bullet there <laughs> because all you know how they would they would fit a war war machine and and Nick Fury and clearly they hate Nick Fury, so he wouldn't he wouldn't have contributed much. And War Machine, I guess they could have used the extra. The firepower to fight the the Atlanteans, but you know, uh, the, yeah. well, well, whatever they're called, they're, they're not they're not they're not, like, they're not Atlanteans anymore. But like, who? Rhodey's with the Air Force, right? He's work. He basically yeah, he basically works for the U.S. government. He's basically like Sam. Like he's basically working for the government. And like the Air Force wouldn't be trying to track down uh, Ironheart, you know. So, I mean, presumably you would you would want them involved in like the whole vibranium detector thing because that became like a national. But that would be more navy, though. Yeah, for sure. But you know, they he has the with this technology, he could have definitely they could definitely use them. Be like, hey, well, why don't you? Hey, this is where the vibranium's coming from. How about you fly over and do some recon <laughs> with your with your Iron Man suit? Yeah. I don't know. I just I found those comments interesting, and it always seems like it's something with these actors. They like they feel like they can just project what they want, and like story making sense be damned. Like like the the whole oh all the females in Endgame should get their own movie together. 
And it's like, yeah, well, that, that that sounds that, exciting. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> None of you like make sense. None of your characters make sense outside of the sequence. You I mean, the, the sequence itself didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, like on every, every female on the battlefield just happens to land together in the same spot yeah. at the same at the same time to help Captain Marvel carry a thing across the field, which she yeah. doesn't need help doing because she can fly at the speed of light faster than the speed of light. Yeah. And just literally brought down a spaceship with her fist. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that entire scene was was clearly just pure 100 percent pandering that had no had no value behind it beyond it <laughs> yeah well i mean anyway so i think that's more than enough time spent on that's probably way too much time spent on the secret invasion my enemies call me no more let's, let's move on to something actually interest interesting mr shock blast and that would of course be San Diego Comic Con because, oh boy, I'm is, so mad I'm not going. Uh, now you are. I'm de- I'm sure because there's there's a <laughs> lot of reasons. There's reasons I can't talk about and reasons I can. Uh, yeah. Well, this is definitely the reason that uh, most people are going to be talking about it because it's happening, folks. Uh, we I, I did a live. I actually did a live stream today on my main channel covering some of the stuff I missed in my video yesterday, but it's happening. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is getting venomed, is getting venomized. The symbiote invasion is happening. It's going down in the Hall H. This is going to be all you Spider-Man 2 fans. This is happening on July 20th. Uh, this particular panel with uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to be running from 2.30 uh, Pacific, specific, Pacific time to uh to a 3.30. It's going to be an hour-long presentation and it's going to be all about Venom and the symbiotes and it, for all the heavy hitters are going to be there. Brian Intahar, uh, Bill Roseman, the voice actors, uh, Yuri, Yuri Naji, Laura, Tony. It's going to be it's going to be insane and everybody's going to enjoy uh, reading the people in the crowd's live tweets because you know it's not going to be televised or shown anywhere. It will be. It uh specific that's the that's the other cool thing this time around uh we don't unlike uh previous events it won't just be us reacting to live tweets or anything like that uh marvel digital is going to be doing live coverage throughout san diego comic-con specifically of the marvel panels uh ryan panagos is going to be one of the hosts and they're going to he's going to be streaming from the 20th to the 22nd i think at the very least but they usually do that at the booth like san diego comic-con has a rule where panels can't be streamed they have a rule real well he well he directly said it directly said in the article that they are going to be streaming interesting pan- panels yeah well like that's always been like i remember every san diego comic-con every year i get so pissed because like I go to plenty of conventions, for sure. And I'm always like, you know what? If they live stream this, what do I care? I'm here. I'm getting the experience. I don't need somebody else that can't be here to suffer and not be able to see this. You know what I mean? So that's always been my issue with San Diego Comic Con is they they've always had this rule where the panels cannot be live streamed. Usually you just be on Twitter waiting for people in the audience to like tweet pictures and 
and stuff like that and, right. and look at that um but yeah i i, I don't know looks like it looks like it's changing uh this time around let me we, we can actually let me just uh pull up ryan's twitter and... i've met him a few times really nice yeah, of course you have met him of course uh, how do, let me let me do it on my on my end and i'll just copy and paste it over but yeah the he said i was i was surprised uh when i initially saw that that he would be that would be streaming it because yeah I, I do remember that the usually the comic-con panels basically is everyone's just on twitter during comic-con and doing live updates but uh Mar- obviously they're definitely going to be uploading some stuff but yeah here's let me see here's the article yeah, here's the original article that teased marvel spider-man 2 but it didn't but it didn't uh have it didn't actually have it it didn't actually have the spider-man uh specifics of it yet so we're going to Want to share? Want to share this real quick? This is this is what Ryan retweeted. So it says, let's see. Uh, yeah, Thursday, July twentieth through to Sunday, July twenty third. Fans can stop by the Marvel booth for the live stream broadcast, giveaway, signings, grab convention exclusive merchandise at the store all that good stuff marvel social and digital teams will be on the ground at comic-con hosting the exciting events in the marvel booths and fans at home can experience it all by watching the exclusive live stream broadcast hosted by ryan panagos langston belton raylo and jostala fans stay up to date on the biggest stories and breaking news by tuning in tomorrow.com youtube twitter facebook and twitch Tour the convention floor with Marvel, learn about some of your favorite marvel characters and don't miss anything from the marvel stage and events around san diego comic-con an overview of Marvel's panels can be found below and stay tuned for additional information about Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Marvel Snap. So there you go. And this is the full list of events. They have uh, Designing the X-Men, Room 7A from 4 to 5, Art of Storytelling, all that, all that good stuff. So it sounds like, yes, it sounds like they're going to be doing a bunch of live coverage of San Diego, of San Diego Comic-Con, specifically Marvel is, at least. Uh, they they are since I guess maybe to maybe they're evolving with the times, but also because they're not going to really do, be doing much with the MCU like they have in years past. I guess this is their way of kind of bringing in some more hype because Spider Man Two is you know a big deal, and they know people are going to tune in specifically for that, <laughs> primarily for that. I'll, I'm guaranteeing you that right now. So it sounds so sounds like uh, Ryan is going to be the the plug <laughs> we're going to want to tune into his live stream yeah well i guess I, to me that still wasn't entirely clear that the panels themselves would be streamed so we'll see i mean that would be a, a huge deviation uh from san diego comic-con
Hello, hello, hello. It is once again time for the After Show Podcast. I am your host, Sadat the Gamer, and this guy is somebody that just wandered in off the street. You may know him as Jay Shockblast if you are happen to have watched some Armored Core recently. <laughs> you, may, you may have seen him pop up <laughs> on your feet. A wild Jay Shockblast appears. <laughs> I. How you doing, my friend? Uh, as usual, Casual Avenger is enjoying some deep dish with the family and won't be here. But we are wishing him the best in all of his uh, fake pizza endeavors. What's up? What's up, my friend? Ah, uh, you know, just uh, living the dream. Uh, this time next week, though, I should still be able to do it, but I will be on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll, I bought the Wi-Fi package. I'm on a cruise. It's the first day. On a, so, on a cruise. We're going to uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, that's that sounds dangerous. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. You might you might run into some Atlanteans down there. My enemies call me Namor. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I set that up perfect, huh? <laughs> you did actually. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What's up? What's up, chat? Uh, we, who we got here? We got Black King. What's up, my friend? We got King J. Appreciate you hanging out. We got a fun show for you guys. Uh, we're going to, just in case Jay Shockblast gets lost at sea, we're going to make sure this is a, a fun one. If this is his final show on the After Show podcast, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, some San Diego Comic-Con because a lot of stuff is going down, despite the fact that all these big companies seemingly pulled out. It seems like all of us uh, superhero and uh, gaming nerds in particular are going to be eating good that day. So, well, those three days. So, we'll, we're going to talk about all that. And uh, I unfortunately watched uh, Secret Invasion episode three. So, we're, we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming together. I mean, it's uh, not yeah, great. Yeah, it, it's definitely come together. It, we, I've definitely, I'd say, it's definitely a complete package of absolute dog water. <laughs> like it was yeah. like, it w- wasn't sure exactly how the dog water bowl would come together, but it's turned into like a golden chalice holding nothing but month old dog water that the dog also peed in at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. It is once again time for the After Show Podcast. I am your host, Sadat the Gamer, and this guy is 
somebody that just wandered in off the street. You may know him as Jay Shockblast if you are happen to have watched some Armored Cora recently. <laughs> you, may, you may have seen him pop up <laughs> on your feet. A wild Jay Shockblast appears. <laughs> I, how you doing, my friend? Uh, as usual, Casual Avenger is enjoying some deep dish with the family and won't be here. But we are wishing him the best in all of his uh, fake pizza endeavors. What's up? What's up, my friend? Uh, you know, just uh, living the dream. Uh, this time next week, though, I should still be able to do it. But I will be on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I bought the Wi-Fi package. I'm on a cruise. It's the first day. On, so, on, a, on a cruise. We're going to uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, that's that sounds dangerous. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. You might you might run into some Atlanteans down there. My enemies call me no more. <laughs> Dude, I set that up perfect, huh? <laughs> you did actually. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What's up? What's up, chat? Uh, we, who we got here? We got Black King. What's up, my friend? We got King J. Appreciate you hanging out. We got a fun show for you guys. Uh, we're going to, just in case Jay Shockblast gets lost at sea, we're going to make sure this is a, a fun one. If this is his final show on the After Show podcast, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, some San Diego Comic-Con because a lot of stuff is going down, despite the fact that all these big companies seemingly pulled out. It seems like all of us uh, superhero and uh, gaming nerds in particular are going to be eating good that day. So well, those three days. So we're going to talk about all that. And uh, I unfortunately watched uh, Secret Invasion episode three. So we're, we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming together. I mean, it's uh, not yeah, great. Yeah, it, it's definitely come together. It, we, I've definitely, I'd say... It's definitely a complete package of absolute dog water. <laughs> like it was yeah. like, it w- wasn't sure exactly how the dog water bowl would come together, but it's turned into like a golden chalice holding nothing but month old dog water that the dog also peed in at some point. <laughs> and your, your cat maybe dropped a hairball in there while, while wandering by. But it's it's something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a show. It's a it, it it is definitely a show. It uh, we are watching it. It has audio and visuals. <laughs> there are there is dialogue and and music. So there there is that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's okay. You definitely like if you pay attention. I'm picking up on some things. Dude hating on Secret Invasion, but probably love She-Hulk. Uh, definitely not someone you, who wa- who watches me or this this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely roasted She-Hulk for how dog water the writing was. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> no Ro- roasted her so hard she became He-Hulk. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a uh, yeah. If you're if you're I, clearly you're new around here, I Billy I judge all the time. You should know. I judge shows purely based on how good they are. I don't I don't put them up against anything else. I don't have biases. I'm not one of these chronically online weirdos who can't separate their personal feelings from from real 
from reality or or art i can look at i can look at a piece of art and say hey i like that or if it's terrible like it's secret invasions writing is i can say yeah that sucks ass <laughs> it's, yeah. not very, it's not very good and I, I can break down exactly why it's bad and why the plot makes no sense and why this is one of marvel's worst rated things they've ever put out <laughs> yeah it's it's very weak the scroll are uh they're finally becoming evil i mean that's what they were always in the comics so yeah. i guess there's that i mean um, the, the, yeah, the problem well should we just dive into we just yeah dive let's in? just get it out of the way let's just get it out of the way then we'll talk about comic-con the fun the fun stuff back the way so my thing my so the theme of secret invasion so far is that everyone hates nick fury nick fury sucks nick fury's terrible that's the main that's the base that's basically the whole theme of the show it's become a very growing and annoying trend about when it comes to marvel uh post captain marvel and they really like the, the amount of the amount the writers hate nick fury is like aggressive like it's bad it's bad how like it's weird that you would build a show around a character to get because you pr presume you're like oh i'm i'm one we're making a nick fury show let's hope people come in and they want to see nick fury be cool and have fun with nick fury but in the minds of these writers are like oh no i'm coming to a nick fury show to hear you shit all over Nick, Nick Fury and make him sound like the worst person ever, and I mean, it's it was it was pretty overt in the first two episodes. The whole thing was like, oh yeah, we're we we want to destroy the world, but it's totally your fault, Nick Fury, because you left, you got you got snapped, and then you went to a space station for some reason, probably to defend the Earth. But who cares? That doesn't matter because you left, you promised, and that's why we're being we're not evil. We're just doing this because Nick Fury's bad and also humans are bad anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then they really doubled down in this episode because Talos literally in the car basically says, not even basically, literally says Nick Fury is worthless. He is trash. He would not have anything if it wasn't for the scrolls. He breaks this down because, because, they were having this riveting conversation while about to do their spy mission. And they were talking about, you know, as you would expect in the spy show, dogs. Why do people like dogs? What's the thing about dogs? And they talked about, you know, what why why do dogs why do you pick up shit? What what's that what's what that whole dynamic? And Fury's like, well, I've been picking up your crap for 30 years, and then and Tal's like, oh, really? Well, actually, you were nothing. You were a loser in a desk job. And then when we came to Earth, we saved you, <laughs> Nick Fury. You're okay. You're somewhat smart. But nothing you've done would be it would have any merit without us. You got promoted. We did that. You stopped terrorists. We did that. <laughs> we You got intel. We did that. You are nothing, Nick Fury, without the scroll. Also, that cool story we thought we were going to get 
because of your eye patch. Actually, you got scratched by a cat. So you're not your eye, your your war battle, your war scar isn't even cool. You suck, Nick Fury. <laughs> you're terrible. You're worthless. No one needs you. <laughs> That's literally secret invasion. Yeah. That, yo, that is literally the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, that's not wrong. Um, I mean, I, in the comics, everybody hates Nick Fury too. So I guess there is some merit to setting it up this way, but everybody hates Nick Fury because he, he takes what he wants. He does what he wants. Exactly. And this is a little bit different. This is old wash Nick Fury um, that's scared of something. But like, still has that exaggerated swagger uh, out of nowhere. So I don't know, but kind of spoilery, but not spoilery. If who cares about spoilers? The show sucks. Okay. Also, it was on Disney Plus. It's Friday. It came out on Wednesday. It's Friday. Who cares about spoilers? Fair enough. <laughs> so one thing that I picked up up on, and I'm sure you picked up on it too. Um, I think we have confirmation that Rhodey is a scroll. Correct, because he caught yes, because, yeah, because uh, what, during the there, there's a scene where they have this is also incredibly stupid. I'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> they there, so the big plot, the big plot is basically okay. So Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen's character, she had Amelia Clark. She has to, she's basically working undercover for for Talos on and kind of adjacent to nick fury they're kind of they're all on the same side basically she's giving talos intel on on a on gravis and but gravis also doesn't really trust her but kind of because they had a snitch situation and they're kind of suspecting everybody. He's like all right well i kind of believe you whatever and come with me on this mission we're gonna have a a parlay with your father so that that's the that was the whole scene where talos and, and Gravis are in a in a cafe. You know, Talos has a chance to literally kill him multiple times and doesn't. You know, because why save the world when you can just talk? But he, but they obviously don't come to an agreement. And Tal and Talos is basically like, yeah, I'm going to blow up your whole plan. I'm going to tell everyone in the government it's the scrolls attacking them. You're gonna and they're gonna exterminate you like the dogs you are and all that good stuff. And for some reason, right after that, they Talos is allowed to leave, despite the fact that he's literally surrounded by the enemy, and he does not go and tell anyone. He goes and has a proper English breakfast with Nick Fury, who pops in, and then they come up with their plan where they, they're basically going to go to this general's house because he's a scroll, and the, the whole plan is that there's a UN plane that they're going to basically blow up with a submarine, and it's going to cause World War Three. So they have. So the plan is okay. We have to stop the submarine from from World War Three. The the only way is to break into General's house and stop him from doing it. So they very clumsily break in. Talos even gets himself captured, and Nick Fury comes comes through, and uh, is smart enough to bring a hostage, which we'll we'll get into why this doesn't make sense. But he brings a hostage because Talos when he asked Talos what's going on he calls him Nick and Tal and Fury comes in and finds a finds a kid the guy the general's son in the room playing video games he grabs him puts a gun and is like yeah yeah uh I knew I knew uh something was off because no one calls me Nick and 
that basically is a hint that Rhodey is a scroll because in their in their scene he calls Fury Nick, Nick Every, yeah. everyone calls him Fury if you don't call him Fury he gets suspicious so that's I guess our clue that that if anyone that calls him Nick at from this point on is a scroll but he the hostage they do a little hostage trade off which doesn't make sense unless the kid is a scroll too because if the kid isn't a scroll, which they didn't confirm exactly, then it's like, well, why do you care if this kid dies? You're you're not his dad. But if he's a scroll, it's like, okay, cool. We have we have leverage. But then they don't use that leverage later on because he uses the leverage to make up of the kid to make him let go of Talos. And then they're like, okay, we have to we have to torture this guy to get the codes because the only way we can stop the submarine from blowing up the G1 plane is to get the codes and stop and and call it into abort the mission. Of course, the obvious solution is to literally just contact the plane and tell them to turn around because it's about to get blown up. Uh, or, you know, tell everyone the scrolls are invading and trying to destroy the world, but no one ever does that. So somehow they still have the element of surprise and they just spend this whole thing, this whole segment trying to torch unsuccessfully torture this guy in order to get him to to give up the code but they never at any point threaten his son like they previously did to get him to let go of talos they just ignore that and end up killing him so <laughs> they, don't, they don't get the code but well, so <laughs> i don't think the son's a scroll because they have the real general like yeah. being held yeah so they could access his memories so I just think the kid doesn't know that his dad, in this case, is not his dad, you know? In which case, it wouldn't even make sense for him to be, to even work as a hostage because it's like, okay, he's a kid. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to destroy, we're, we're, I'm, he's literally working to destroy all of humanity. Like, why would he, why would he give up Talos to, in exchange for a kid that's not his, that he's going to kill anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are people coming here thinking this is Comic-Con? I have literally no idea. Comic-Con is... Like, not even not even this week. It's not even happening. It's July 20th. But anyway, he blow, he gets Daenerys to blow blow her cover, basically, to get the, the gold code out of his memories. Because, again, no, none of these super spies consider, hey, let's just contact the plane and turn, turn them around. And... They get the code so that it also they they also did the submarine thing wrong. The submarine with, with the with the explosion, they have they have keys where you have you need two people to turn the keys at the same time. That's the protocol to make sure no one abuses these you know missile launches. But in Secret Invasion, they they don't they didn't understand this dynamic, so they have the key, the stations where the keys are like right next to each other. It's supposed to be designed so that two people, two separate people have to turn the keys at the same time. But the way it's set up, one person can access both keys at the same time. <laughs> and it almost costs, it almost results in them setting off the missile anyway because they they get the code in time. But the, the guy who's a scroll is like, oh, 
as soon as he sees the report, he goes to turn both keys at the same time because they're right next to each other, which is not how it works. That's not, they're supposed to be on other sides of the room. That's, yeah. not, that's not how it works. But again, who who cares about details? It's a Mar it's a MCU show. They clearly don't care about details or Nick Fury. So, so, so that's, so that, so, that, so they say, so they uh, temporarily saved the day. But of course, surprise, surprise, it was a trap because. The, the only reason they even knew about this is because Gravis di deliberately, obviously, in the car, said the, the coordinates and everything out loud so she can hear to the person on the phone who already knows this information. <laughs> just so she, just so she, knowing she's going to type it in and give it to Fury. So, of course, then he kills her. But I'm just like, this is... but is she dead? <laughs> Probably, but who cares? <laughs> Probably not. I can't imagine they kill her off. They, she, there's something about her. I saw an article about her being in a next MCU project and another MCU appearance. So maybe she survived the gunshot wound. Maybe she didn't. Who cares? She's not a good character. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also didn't understand why, like, like, um, Talos puts like a knife through Gravik's hand. And he's just like huge. Like, has he already had the super scroll thing happen? Or yeah, the the super yeah. The, so their version of super scrolls is basically oh well, we're all super scroll going to be super scrolls because we'll be able to use their use the powers of people we transform into. But you know that's and they can also apparently now change into people without touching them because they had because what when he was monologuing his his super scroll grand plan they were they were they were showing on the other side the mission of them infiltrating the navy base and they just basically had scrolls look at pictures of guy of guys they were turning into and they just turned into them so the whole the whole excuse that they gave they, the throwaway excuse that they gave for why the avengers or anyone like that wasn't involved was because oh well we could we could just turn into them and it would be chaos except well before you could turn into them but you wouldn't have their powers and you would have to capture them to in order to do in order to do so but also now you don't have to so you can also just turn into them just by looking at a picture of them anyway and so the the, the only the actual reason the avengers aren't involved is because one they they can't co comprehend writing that you know, <laughs> writing a script that incorporates that, and also they obviously can't afford the campus because this is very much a budget, a budget show. So they're yeah. trying to write. So they're trying to write around the obvious that reasons why the Avengers aren't involved in what is most definitely an Avengers level plot. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Is, well, I mean, in, in the comics, Secret Invasion involved like everybody. You know. Yeah. Like I remember, like uh, Spider Woman was the Skrull Queen. Um. So yeah, uh, it's it's a show and it's it's on. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even need much. I just needed it to be like moderately entertaining, and it's 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 like it's like extremely boring. Like the the entire show is two people in a room talking to each other followed by two people in a room talking to each other 
followed by two people in a room talking to each other, followed by a brief okay action sequence, followed by two people in a room talking to each other. That's that's what a lot of the Disney Plus stuff has been. It's been dialogue heavy, and that's because you're only going to get so much for five bucks a month. You know, like doesn't matter how many subs there are like they have to pay for this somehow and these shows have been kind of lower budget you know yeah i I wonder i wonder why i mean they could have they could definitely i I feel like if they weren't constantly putting out garbage (laughs) they they would have some they would have some money to spend on some of these shows i mean and but i don't even buy it as a budget thing because there are plenty of shows. There, your internet YouTube-based shows that are amazing with, uh, with not even a fraction yeah. of the money they spend on these shows. So it's not even a matter of budget. Like the, the my my problem with uh, Secret Invasion isn't that it's there. It's not enough CGI or it's not enough expensive cameos. It's that it sucks. The right, <laughs> it's the writing is t- the plot itself makes no sense. Like. And they and the main character that the main reason we're supposed to be tuning into the show, Nick Fury, the writers clearly hate him, and they're trying to directly make it se- seem like Nick Fury is just actually isn't cool at all. He's just this terrible character. They're spending most of the show deconstructing him, and the other half trying to justify the scrolls committing literal genocide. It doesn't make it. It's like I, I distinctly remember them talking about, oh, there are no bad guys. Oh, this is going to be a spy thriller. You know, there's there's no good or evil here. It's shades of gray. You know, there are no bad guys here. I mean, literally, the bad guy here wants to exterminate all humans. And Fury and Talos are like, don't do that. How is that shades of gray? <laughs> like, because, what, because you came up with a half-assed reason? Well, you know... Nick Fury promised them their own planet 30 years ago and you now because they don't have a planet of their own you so know, here, here, here's the real everyone on earth yeah here's the real question do. I have okay so like over the course of 30 years more scroll are arriving and they put out the the beacon they put out the call yep, everybody scrolls. come here million scrolls. so so two two questions number one how did they get here? Great question. And number number two, if Nick Fury is up at the space station and they could get to Earth and they really needed Nick Fury, why couldn't they just go to the space station? Or why didn't Nick Fury stop them? There's a lot of a lot of a lot of questions. Why didn't Captain Marvel stop them? Why didn't Captain Marvel find them a planet? Why did why isn't Captain Marvel involved at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is Captain Marvel doing? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Marvels. Only in theaters. Like why? Like why is Nick Fury even in a space station? If not to prevent specifically this, a yeah, million I, scrolls from invading the Earth. I'm when assuming did they that, invade? Yeah, I'm assuming the space station is supposed to be like sword, right? Yeah. Um. So, I, did they invade? I'm guessing they invaded before the space station. Is that what we're? Yeah, or as it was being built. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they are scroll, but like, yeah, it's it's really weird. Like the, the whole the whole th- thing. I mean, I'm assuming and I'm hoping that when it's all played out, when it's all said and done, oh, we're gonna be wait. able to look back on it and I say, can't wait till it's over. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> look back on it and be like, oh, I see. 
but yeah, I, I have a feeling by the end, I'm going to say, oh, I see. They are complete hacks. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, but I wish I just I'm not even asking for excellent. I'm I'm easier to please than you, obviously. And even I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, like it's tough to make She-Hulk look entertaining uh, I Jay I would take Hawkeye at this point <laughs> I mean I like well yeah alright I would take literally every Disney Plus show that they I would take the book of Boba Fett and not the parts that's that are literally just the Mandalorian <laughs> like <laughs> the non-Mandalorian parts of book of Boba Fett Take a whole episode of him learning how to speak uh, uh, sand people. Yes, 100%. That's more interesting than every episode of Future Innovation so far. This yeah. is terrible. This is by far the worst thing they've ever put on Disney+. And you can't even like fake like it for the culture either. That's That says a lot. There's, there's literally nothing here for the culture. There's nothing here. It's just, it's just bad. It's yeah. on every, on every way. But, but, but hey, at least, at least Don Cheadle got to talk about carpet bombing. Yeah, and, and at least we got to hear uh, Nick Fury talk, Nick Fury talk about fried chicken and deviled eggs. <laughs> hey, you know, this is a little bit of a segue. Um, Thank did you God. See the comments from Don Cheadle about how he's upset that they, he wasn't like him and Nick Fury or. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson weren't asked to be in Wakanda Forever. What? They weren't? Like, there was, he had some comments that he was like disappointed that they weren't. But like, they've never really associated, neither of them. I mean, I, I guess they were in Wakanda at one point, but like, yeah. Or, well, at least, uh, you know, War Machine was, but. Yeah, but they're black. But they're black. How dare, how dare they? I mean, that's obviously oh. the. In- <laughs> that's obviously the insinuation you know what i mean how, um, how, how dare they not i mean i honestly they no, i think they dodged a the bullet there <laughs> because all you know how they would they would fit a war war machine and and nick fury and clearly they hate nick fury so he wouldn't he wouldn't have contributed much and war machine i guess they could have used the extra the firepower to fight the the Atlanteans, but you know, uh, yeah. well, whatever they're called, <laughs> they're not they're not they're not, like, they're not Atlanteans anymore. But like, Rhodey's with the Air Force, right? He's work. He basically yeah, he basically works for the U.S. government. He's basically like Sam. Like he's basically working for the government. And like the Air Force wouldn't be trying to track down uh, Ironheart, you know. So... I mean, presumably you would you would want them involved in like the whole vibranium detector thing because that became like a national but that would be more navy though yeah for sure but you know they he has the with this technology he could have definitely they could definitely use them He's like hey well why don't you hey this is where the vibranium's coming from how about you fly over and do some recon <laughs> with your with your iron man suit yeah i don't know i just i found those comments interesting and it always seems like it's something with these actors they like they feel like they can just project what they want and like story making sense be damned. Like like the the whole oh, all the females in Endgame should get their own movie together. 
And it's like, yeah, well, that, that, that sounds that, exciting. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> None of you like make sense. None of your characters make sense outside of the sequence. Yeah, I know? mean, the, the sequence itself didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, like every, every female on the battlefield just happens to land together in the same spot yeah. at the same at the same time to help Captain Marvel carry a thing across the field, which she yeah. doesn't need help doing because she can fly at the speed of light faster than the speed of light. Yeah. And just literally brought down a spaceship with her fist. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that entire scene was, was clearly just pure 100% pandering. It had no, had no value beyond it. Beyond it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, so I think that's more than enough time spent on, that's probably way too much time spent on the secret invasion. My enemies call me no more. Let's, let's move on to something actually interest, interesting, Mr. Shockblast. And that would, of course, be San Diego Comic-Con because, oh boy. I'm is, so mad I'm not going. Now you are, I'm I'm sure. because There's, there's a <laughs> lot of reasons. There's reasons I can't talk about and reasons I can. Uh, yeah. Well, this is definitely the reason that uh, most people are going to be talking about it because it's happening folks uh we I, I did a live i actually did a live stream today on my main channel covering some of the stuff i missed in my video yesterday but it's happening uh san diego comic-con is getting venomed is getting venomized the symbiote invasion is happening it's going down in the hall h this is going to be all you spider-man 2 fans this is happening on july 20th uh, this particular panel with uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to be running from 2.30 uh, Pacific, specific, Pacific time to uh, to uh, 3.30. It's going to be an hour-long presentation, and it's going to be all about Venom and the symbiotes. And it, for, all the heavy hitters are going to be there. Brian Intahar, uh, Bill Roseman, the voice actors, uh, Yuri, Naji, Laura, Tony... It's going to be it's going to be insane, and everybody's going to enjoy uh, reading the people in the crowd's live tweets because you know it's not going to be televised or shown anywhere. It will be it. Uh, specific, that's the that's the other cool thing this time around. Uh, we don't unlike uh, previous events. It won't just be us reacting to live tweets or anything like that. Uh, Marvel Digital is going to be doing live coverage throughout San Diego Comic-Con, specifically of the Marvel panels. Uh, Ryan Panagos is going to be one of the hosts and they're going to, he's going to be streaming from the 20th to the 22nd, I think, at the very least. But they usually do that at the booth. Like, San Diego Comic-Con has a rule where panels can't be streamed. They have a rule. Well, he, well, he directly, said, directly said in the article that they are going to be streaming interesting pa panels. Yeah, well, like that's always been like I remember every San Diego Comic Con every year. I get so pissed because like I go to plenty of conventions for sure. And I'm always like, you know what? If they live stream this, what do I care? I'm here. I'm getting the experience. I don't need somebody else that can't be here to suffer and not be able to see this. You know what I mean? So that's always been my issue with San Diego Comic Con is they they've always had this rule where the panels cannot be live streamed usually you just be on twitter waiting for people in the audience to like tweet pictures and 
and stuff like that and, right. and look at that um but yeah i i, I don't know looks like it looks like it's changing uh this time around let me we, we can actually let me just uh pull up ryan's twitter and... i've met him a few times really nice yeah, of course you have met him of course uh how do, let me let me do it on my on my end and i'll just copy and paste it over but yeah the he said i was i was surprised uh when i initially saw that that he would be that would be streaming it because yeah i do remember that the usually the comic-con panels basically is everyone's just on twitter during comic-con and doing live updates but uh Mar obviously they're definitely going to be uploading some stuff but yeah here's let me see here's the article yeah, here's the original article that teased marvel spider-man 2 but it didn't but it didn't uh have it didn't actually have it it didn't actually have the spider-man uh specifics of it yet so we're going to want to share want to share this real quick this is this is what Ryan retweeted so it says let's see uh yeah Thursday July 20th through to Sunday July 23rd fans can stop by the Marvel booth for the live stream broadcast giveaway signings grab convention exclusive merchandise at the store all that good stuff marvel social and digital teams will be on the ground at comic-con hosting the exciting events in the marvel booths and fans at home can experience it all by watching the exclusive live stream broadcast hosted by ryan panagos langston belton raylo and jocela fans stay up to date on the biggest stories and breaking news by tuning in tomorrow.com youtube twitter facebook and twitch Tour the convention floor with Marvel. Learn about some of your favorite marvel characters and don't miss anything from the marvel stage and events around san diego comic-con an overview of Marvel's panels can be found below and stay tuned for additional information about Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Marvel Snap. So there you go. And this is the full list of events. They have uh, Designing the X-Men, Room 7A from 4 to 5, Art of Storytelling, all that, all that good stuff. So it sounds like, yes, it sounds like they're going to be doing a bunch of live coverage of San Diego, of San Diego Comic-Con, specifically Marvel is, at least. Uh, they they are since I guess maybe to maybe they're evolving with the times, but also because they're not going to really do, be doing much with the MCU like they have in years past. I guess this is their way of kind of bringing in some more hype because Spider-Man 2 is, you know, a big deal. And they know people are going to tune in specifically for that, <laughs> primarily for that. I'll, I'm guaranteeing you that right now. So it sounds so sounds like uh, Ryan is going to be the the plug <laughs> we're going to want to tune into his live stream yeah well i guess I, to me that still wasn't entirely clear that the panels themselves would be streamed so we'll see i mean that would be a, a huge deviation uh from san diego comic-con's like normal you know r rules basically i mean they did well i mean we'll see exactly but they yeah. did say don't miss anything from the Marvel stage and events around CD. Well, right. What what would normally happen is they would like film a clip from it or something and show like like certain portions during their live streams. But yeah, we'll see. I'm not 
I'm not gonna argue yeah. about it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll tune. I'll tune into the stream, see what's going on, and if it, uh, hopefully we get some clarity later. But if not, then we'll we'll tune in to the live stream. We'll see what's happening. If if uh, they're not, if if you know the 5:30 Eastern rolls around and they're not showing Spider-Man 2, then I'll just switch over to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, years years of bitching about it for me. Like that, you know, that, they may have finally done it because I don't think they did this last year with uh, Ryan Panagos. He's always there. I mean, but but they, but they did do something like, oh, I'm live streaming and we're doing all this stuff. They usually like so Marvel does live streams like from at least San Diego, and New York Comic Con every year, and like they'll have um, like a special section of their booth. And obviously, they haven't done it as much in the last few years, but. They have like a special place where people will go, and they'll have like writers come in, and and Ryan does it, Josh does it. Uh, there's a couple other people. Right. Um. I've I think I've met Josh. Um. But yeah, it, it's they they've definitely uh they definitely have streamed from the events before, but it's not like the actual panels usually. It's usually like stuff around the the booth because really? the booths are usually pretty big. So usually just in that particular booth. So it might just be in that particular booth, but they're also but they also said they're gonna have literally members yeah. of the team roaming around the entire thing yeah. for the panel. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I I honestly I hope so. Um, because I think it's unfair. I really I feel like listen, San Diego Comic Con is really hard to get into and it's not practical for people like everybody can't go. For sure. And like we're talking about like these really huge events that like everybody wants to be a part of everybody wants to see everybody wants that information and it just drives me nuts because like i've been like pax east okay so pax east uh and pax prime they will let you stream your panels and i think about when um gearbox uh at the one of the last uh pax east i went to gearbox did a big panel right and they were uh showing off uh and that's where tales from the borderlands got unveiled mm-hmm. um and like you know you, people that aren't there are able to watch that live and i feel like that's the way it should be because it's like everybody was there we got our experience we got to see things and they gave us stuff as we walked out you know and that's Over. what you get that's the, like because mm-hmm. people are like oh it'll take away from the people that are there's experience if everybody can watch it no it doesn't because the people that are there get to walk up and possibly meet the actors and and there's usually goodies that they give out you know like and, and that's also, your experience and also that's a completely st- stupid justification that doesn't exactly. apply anywhere else like that but by, by that by that logic then you, a, a comedy special or a concert <laughs> or a award show should never be televised like what are we, like what are we talking about here? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're missing revenue opportunity because like i'll bet if they like had a premium package where you could like pay five dollars to watch the uh you watch comic-con day one five dollars or for fifteen dollars watch all four days you know what i mean i bet people would buy that legitimately yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah if they were so if they're such sticklers for ex- exclusivity yeah you can literally just buy okay we'll film it we'll stream it but you have to pay for it like literally the nba does this for some for summer league like you have you have league pass so you can see the games all year round or or if you if you want to watch summer league, you know there are packages you can get for for NBA league pass where you can get a little get a little summer league, get get a few games here, get 
games there. Literally, uh, NBA 2K, if you pre-order 2K24, they'll give you a, a, a year of, <laughs> of, of League Pass. There are so many ways Marvel can monetize this. I mean, they're already monetized. We saw an article, they plug Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try to make a little money off a of Comic Con? Just stream, just stream, just stream. If you, if you, I mean, you could, they could obviously just be chill about it and just upload it, just do a live stream on their own YouTube channel and on website and take the rev, revenue from that. But yeah, you could, you could definitely, you could definitely charge people for and have them funnel them to a specific website. <laughs> with ads for marvels unlimited and be, and be like yeah you want to you want to watch all of our panels on comic con here you go five five bucks for for all for all the days you get all the comic con that you want like and and i i happily pay it even if i'm literally just watching it for one that thing. that one hour of mar of marvels of of, mar of uh marvel spider-man 2 because I know for a fact five dollars, I'm more than gonna I'm gonna make way more than that on the stream of me covering it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, me, I'm me, fine with that. Let me tell you, getting tagged in brand tweets is a blessing and a curse. Some of the stuff that I've seen today is uh, fucking yikes. Oh boy, is like it, is... somebody's having a meltdown right now in my mentions over Armored Core. Yeah, <laughs> veteran fans. You don't even know who your veteran fans are. You left out people like TM Raven, myself, and multiple other veteran fans that supported this franchise for decades, decades and invited nobodies to report on a game they don't know anything about. Myself? I'm guessing he's a failed content creator. <laughs> that, 419 that, Twitter followers. That covers Armored Core. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and, and they're all complaining about Alana Pierce, who is also in the video. Who I'm sure you, you you must know who Alana Pierce is, and if you don't, off she, the top of your head, you've I've, definitely seen her tweets. People, I've definitely probably not, but I've heard her. I've, I've heard of her because I did a I made some concept art for uh, Gwen Stacy in Spider Man yeah. in Spider Man Two, and people kept saying, "Hey, it looks like Alana Pierce." Yeah, she's got like over five hundred thousand followers, and um, she's pretty huge, and she was there too in in the video. And uh, like people are like, oh, I bet you never even played Armored Core. I, like I, I've heard, I've heard that could play before. Like when they're doing premieres uh, for like a show or, or a movie or something, they'll have they'll they'll have like, and here are the inf here are the influencers who got you know flown out to go do red carpet and stuff, and they'd be like, what? Like I think there was something like that for for Noah Home. Was like, what? Where do these influencers get the you, dear daddy, with fans, they don't even know yeah. how to do the bully McGuire dance. <laughs> it should have been me and my 10 followers. Like, like, yeah, like, bro, you know, and, you know and, how this works. It's mark, it's, this is marketing. They they want influencers to go because influencers are well known and it's free advertising for them. And, and I'm, I'm annoyed because, like, I want, I, I'm being very good today i've not responded to any of it oh. um and i want to respond to this person and say well you could have flown yourself there like i did you know yeah, oh wait a... but you weren't invited to the event they didn't invite me i was there they asked me if i wanted to do it and i said sure why not cry about it <laughs> oh so so basically if this person and if this hardcore fan 
had just gone to this event that anyone could have gone to, <laughs> he, he, may, he may have had the opportunity. No, no, not anybody could have gone to. You had to be invited to the greater event. Oh, but like, he he could have been at the he could have been there, just not invited there. There. I mean, he could have gone to Summer Game Fest, like the show that we watched on on stream. But play days, like you had to have a like a pass. Yeah. Well, he should have. You should. He should have got more followers. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't. I I was not invited by any of the studios. I was invited by Summer Game Fest. And that's how I got to be there. And then when they saw the list, they started asking people, you know, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, sure. Yeah, all you have to do is just walk over there and watch someone else play a video game. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, and I know this is a little bit of a, we can go back to Comic-Con in a second, but um, trust me, when I was there, like, first of all, I watched it with like Maximilian dude sitting next to me. Okay. Like I know who, I definitely the, know who that is. Yeah. So like he's literally sitting next to me during the presentation and I'm like, wait, they're going to ask me questions about this after. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. And and I didn't realize, like I knew it was a Bandai Namco game, right. but they're just the um, publisher. It's actually from software making it. And I didn't realize that until they started the demo. And then I was like, oh, shit. I don't play their games. At all. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm being asked all these questions. I'm like, ah, yeah. I, I think my answers were fair and, and reasonable. Yeah, sure. Maybe you could say they're generic. But, like, what, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, there isn't much else you could say. I just gave answers that would be fun. That... Well, well, your answer, well, your whole comment, your your uh, soundbite about dying on, on the title screen was pretty great. So yeah, like so, they, huh. they asked us how many times are you gonna die? I said all of the times. I'm gonna die on the load screen. Yeah, yeah, that's how it seems. Like, he's like, well, yeah, I'm sure it was better. I'm sure it was much better than what that random on Twitter would have would have answered. Oh, I'm not gonna die. I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore gamer. I'm not gonna die. Well, that's what one of the people after me was like, oh, I'm a. I'm a legendary gamer. I'm not going to die. Like, no, I played into it. Like, I thought it was funny. I wanted to give a fun answer. Like, yeah, and, and that's, and that's, and why, that's I, why I was there. Yeah, that, that's why they pay you the big bucks in, yeah. in bags of money. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I like, I saw that and I was like, wow, what a, what a sad, sad guy. The, the, a lot, lot of those on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, these, these days back to and i actually got an email asking me if i was gonna be oh no never mind that was evo okay um oh so so many so many people want want some of the shot, uh, the shot glass dude ah, i'm so sad i'm not going to san diego comic-con or evo because i know there's opportunities there that i like i can't mm -hmm. discuss and i would love to do them but it's just not in the cards and and like honestly i'm like i'm mostly looking forward to our cruise because like it's my mom's dream like mm. she's always wanted to go on a cruise and um i think I it'll mean, just it's, it's a cruise like who, who would want to go on a, i've always wanted to go kind of go on a cruise i've seen yeah. movies and stuff i think fun. it'll just be nice to get away from everything and i've uh the only other can uh country i've ever been to is canada and that like barely counts. So, and I know cool. I'm not expecting Bermuda to be like anything too like that much different, you know. But still, it'll be nice. 
uh, to like go to Bermuda and and see the triangle the, and yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 lost city I, of Atlantis. I, <laughs> I guess they have like rum factories, so probably have to do that. Um, unfortunately, lots of seafood. Don't like seafood. Uh, that's but... that's that's one of the main reasons I want to go. Like I, I I watch these movies and and yeah, they they have you know the the parties and wh- and whatever have you. But I but always love where they have this. They always they always have the seafood buffet. Every yeah. everything every movie or show with a cruise has to have the seafood buffet. And I, I always just kind of dreamed about just going on the cruise, hanging out, hanging out. Uh, you know taking in the seafood buffet all that crap all that delicious delicious crab you know maybe uh meet a nice lady meet a nice lady on the dance floor you know <laughs> you know it's one thing leaves another yeah. Yeah. i uh we share seafood together it, it's unfortunate but uh i don't think i would have been able to go to Con- san diego comic-con anyway like by the time you find out hey i need to be at san diego comic-con it's like already too late to like get in uh, first of all, buying tickets impossible. I've tried it before. It is like it's a hassle, and it like definitely the people that are like already set up and have already gone before are at an advantage because you have to like create a special account and you have to create the account by a certain day. But that day is like months before they actually go on sale, and like I, it's just it's it's uh, a hassle. That sounds like a lot. It, and I've never like gotten up where I'm like, oh, applied for media passes for it probably could get them i don't know but i'm sure you could um but evo uh evo is the same weekend as boston fan expo and uh steven amell is there Ooh. so i definitely love me some steven amell yeah and i know i just met him back in like november but i just met um manu bennett and you had can... him sign there's half... never there's never too many times where you can meet steven amell in my yeah opinion. well i had him sign half of a, a two-pack of arrow and deathstroke so now I got to get the other side signed. So maybe he'll remember you. Maybe I doubt it, but you know I, I am I'm, Jay Shockblast. So you are, you are you're pretty memorable. Boss, you're famous, so he might be like, "Oh my God, it's Jay Shockblast. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> haven't seen you haven't seen you in a while. What's up? Uh, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe you strike. Maybe you have. Maybe you have, go out, have some wine together. You know, just since this is your second meeting. <laughs> you know, yeah, I doubt it. But. <laughs> Anyway, back to, uh, I know we were talking some Spider-Man, and we talked San Diego Comic-Con in general, but we were getting into the fact that, you know, everybody's going to be there. They're going to be Invincible, talking all... Invincible Season 2! We just got the yep, we just got the announcement that they're going to be uh, give, finally giving us an update on when Invincible Season 2 is happening, and I cannot wait! Uh, <laughs> I love that show. Uh, Venom is going to be an interesting it's going to be interesting to see what we've got going on what do, you, what do you think like i i personally i think they're going to i think this is my prediction i think they're going to i think they're going to show their first first of all sony's going to make that money so they're going to announce the custom spider-man 2 panels and custom controllers yeah. on, on sale now go go get them with your pre-order uh, i think i think they're going to give us some more story details specifically about symbiotes and how that combines. So we'll learn whether or not it's going to be like a web of shadow situation. I don't think they're going to tell us who Venom is, but I think they're going to show us new footage specifically. I think we're going to gameplay and I think we're also going to get the deluxe edition trailer that they mentioned where they basically, they, they did a similar trailer for Spider-Man PS4 where they basically just 
did had a cool CG trailer and then they had the characters switch through different suits. So I think they're going to do that for the deluxe edition. They're going to launch that and they're going to probably do some some Q&A with the panel and you know talk about some stuff from here. We're going to hear from different voice actors and I think Najee Jeter and Tony Todd are going to say th something they should have, they should not have and <laughs> it's going to give us some extra content and I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I'm very very interested. I think that's it's the twenty first. That's the day I get back. Twentieth. Oh, the twentieth. You might yeah you might you, I think you'll still be on the boat. Is that on Friday? Thursday. Oh, okay, Thursday. Yeah, we get back on Friday. So, all right. Well, I'll be watching. I guess you. You'll be, you'll be watching me. Watch watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I. There's just no way they're not doing controllers and side plates. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> like, you can't <laughs> tell me. Like, didn't the God of War controllers sell out, like, instantly? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, like, you're telling me that you're not going to have a Spider-Man controller, another Spider-Man controller, and a Venom controller. You're telling me there's not going to be three separate controllers. Exactly. Both, both Spiders and Venom. They will sell like hotcakes. People will buy all three of them. I know because I'll be one of them. I'm 100. percent I'm 100. Like I, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm streaming this, this and I see if I see them announce that those controllers are live, I'm gonna tab over, go to PlayStation Direct, and I'm buying that fucking Venom controller <laughs> immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like the side plates, like I just don't understand. Like they can't cost that much to make. Their markup on those must be like massive, you know? Like I, I they're, they're plastic plates, you know? Like it's not that yeah. complicated. It really is. It really, it really is like, like we, we don't, we, that's why I think it has to be, it'll probably comic. If you're not going to, if you're going to do it, why not announce it at comic con? Like, yeah. like but at some, it's perfect. Especially it's, this is going to be an hour long panel. So you, you got to do something, you know, I don't think I, this is going to be like Starfield. I do hope you can get the controllers in store though. Like, I hope that's not another only PlayStation direct. Yeah. Oh God, no, that'd be terrible. Because I would, that's something I would walk right into my GameStop. Like we get home from the cruise and I would get right in the car and go right to GameStop and be like, all right, here, let's uh, throw it down one each. Yeah I, yeah, I hope Sony knows not to do that, but who, who knows? But I, I believe in, in the past controllers were like sold everywhere. Yeah. In retail, yeah. so it, should, it shouldn't be an issue. This time, this time around, I don't, I don't think they'll- Like the side plates maybe might be uh, online only, but I can't imagine the yeah. controller. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be able to walk in the store, or at the very least, go to Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we'll have the internet package, and uh, there's there's actually a Funko Pop that I like. I really want. I actually just recently got this one. My uh, my hot rod. How do you have room? I don't. <laughs> where do you where? <laughs> that's why i had to move a bunch of things to even get to it but that one was like a very special one hot rod's my favorite transformer and it's the only version they have and it's it was an nft so funko does these really weird things where they sell packs of nfts they're like baseball cards but they obviously they move and all that and i don't really understand it but when these ones came out i bought two packs 
I didn't get any of the ones that were redeemable. Um, so in the pack, some of them, you'll possibly get a token for one of six that you can redeem right. for an actual Funko Pop. So obviously, uh, time goes by, people redeem them, and they go up on eBay, and that's how I got mine. Uh, but uh, they're also doing, literally the day after mine arrived, they announced a two-pack for San Diego Comic-Con of Rodimus Prime and Galvatron. And uh, Rodimus is not hot. Rodimus is the prime version of Hot Rod. Um, so it's not quite the same, but it's basically the same. But needless to say, I I need to get that. I doubt it'll sell out, but still. The only Transformer I really cared about was, was Optimus. I was more of a Beast Wars kid growing up. Beast Wars aren't real Transformers. Shut up. Yes, they are. Cheetor for life. <laughs> I um I mean obviously Shock Blast is a tie-in between G.I. Joe and Transformers for me. Uh when we were my brother and I were naming our website back in the day, um we were thinking about cool names and we we're thinking, oh, who's your favorite character, you know, for this and this, and we we're thinking about like trying to work that in. And you know, I was thinking about it and Shockwave is one of my favorite G.I. Joe's and uh and transformers and at one point like shockwave media it sounds super generic mm -hmm. all right like it's, it's a first. but they changed both of their names at one point to shock blast and we're like ooh, that sounds kind of cool yeah and, and actually the patent on it expired a few years ago i should and i should like i should like patent it you should uh, you should why you've had this for so long you're you're a J I, i'm sure that there's like uh this, this, I'm, I'm guessing this was the 90s when you came up with this no no this is like when i started like 2000 2010 2000 2010 oh yeah that, because that, my channel used to be called shock blast media oof. and then over time actually the the eight the seven year anniversary of me changing the name was a couple days ago because it's funny, eight years ago, I got my 100,000 subscriber plaque. And then literally a year to the day, I changed the name from Shock Blast Media to J Shock Blast. So my 100,000 subscriber plaque says Shock Blast Media on it. Uh, uh, so you basically just like the social network. Drop, yeah. don't, don't call it the Facebook, just Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> just, shock, just Shock Blast. Yeah. Now I just got to get people to stop capitalizing the B. Yeah, that's a losing battle. Yeah, I gave up on. It. I used to like correct people, and now I'm like, whatever. Who do you, I mean, who who, do you, who the hell you even think you are? You're not. You're not. You're not Spider Man. <laughs> I was in an Armored Core video. <laughs> yes, Sp Spider Man has the clout to demand that you that you capitalize both the <laughs> both the both the S and the M and include the and include the hyphen. The hyphen you, yeah. you, you don't have you don't have that clout yet. <laughs> yeah. It it's just more, it's, it's just more convenient because it's like you you do the J and then it's like lowercase shock, but then you have to put the uppercase black. It's like who 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 has time for that J? It's twenty it's twenty twenty three. You know, there's AI, there's war, Ukraine, and I and figured I was uh, saving one extra click. <laughs> like, there's there's so much going on in the world, Jay. Who has time to remember to capitalize the B in your name? I don't. One less click, one less shift. Yeah, I I legitimately just reflexively I just 
do all, all lowercase <laughs> just just J shot I I do have I do have auto fill on my phone but I don't I think I don't think it always does the D yeah that's dangerous too uh, well yours may be dangerous I I, I live a, <laughs> I live a healthy Christian life so my auto fills are perfectly wholesome at all times. I'm just mad because I heard that Apple was going to change it so that uh, fuck no longer auto corrects the duck. And that has not happened yet. Oh, uh, well, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'll let it fly. <laughs> I I don't I, actually, I don't even curse that much in text. Wait for Sadat to hit 50k subscribers and change his tag to Sadat Shock Blast. Well, now, why would I? give jay the credit after i hit that that amazing incredible milestone because i did it first and better and longer ago. <laughs> we we know boomer you're you're old we get it <laughs> i'm the i'm the i'm the new i'm the new guy at town but yeah definitely appreciate everyone we're literally like less than two thousand subscribers away it's <laughs> pretty crazy to think of uh, i know you don't get a plat for 50k but i feel like you should like you're halfway you're halfway to 100k <laughs> I, I, it's, it's usually quicker to go from 50 to hundred than it is one to, f to 50. Is it? I hope so. Yeah. Well, you're, you're at that spot where like, it, it just like, as long as you keep rolling with the same type of thing, it's just going to keep going because you're like, like there is a way to like supercharge yourself in the algorithm and you're like, you're in there right now. So it just like happens. It happened. There, there you have it from YouTube expert Jay Shockwest. Ten years, ten years in the biz. Because that's that's what ha happened for me. Actually, thirteen. Um, like, I I always got like a steady flow and everything. Right. But then like, Lego Marvel came out and it just went boom. You know, because like everything was like hitting, and then yeah, and then I got that was such a great time because. Not only did I, I put everything out on 360, and then like two months later, they re-released it on Xbox One. So I did all of it all over again. So those videos were already generating a lot of traffic. And then I went right into the Xbox One version, and that just kept it going, you know? And then it just was like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I had a weird trajectory, but definitely I, I can kind of get what you mean with that. Because like, I when I started, I started and just immediately went boom on my first video and then got to got into the partner program a month later and then from there it was just kind of like a steady steady climb with avengers even though despite it being avengers there was still like steady steady growth and then and then i switched then i started uh expanding the gotham knights when that started coming out and then that was just like a huge and then yeah. and then then uh then youtube uh took took my monetization away for a month and then i and then i came back for 2023 and that that was just like a steady just like a small and then it started exploding again with uh spider-man 2 and now i'm just kind of like in in kind of a in a kind of a groove having having the the time of my life right now yeah yeah i've just been doing so much that um that isn't in my wheelhouse and that isn't really what I'm known for, but like, it's nice to know that like I can just have a one-off Lego star Wars video and it'll get some trickle views in and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. 
it's weird fortunately yeah fortunately youtube prefers it if you just do the one thing the one like or stay within a specific niche yeah my niche is video games and they need to just understand that <laughs> yeah unfortunately they don't unless unless you're you know the rad brad <laughs> yeah. well i think the thing that kills me is like you can look at your stats and everything and it's like okay how how many notifications went out right i have like fifty six thousand people that have the bell clicked and that's supposed to mean you get all notifications but like not even a fifth of those people actually get the notifications and it's like it's weird and then like you think the notifications are so important but then i look and it's like oh there's only 22 clicks off yeah. of that eleven thousand. you're not you're not at all but what what is surprisingly important now which i which i've uh, been taking advantage of for a while because it because a lot of youtubers haven't caught on to it yet is the channel pages i i uh i started playing with it and a while ago and started noticing it made impact so i so i kind of went all in on it after i got a tip about using utilizing channel pages and and i i just recently noticed like like well it's definitely increased lately but for sure i get a i get a pretty substantial amount of views from from posting to my community tab and subscribers off off of the off of those posts and i i noticed yesterday when i was went to my youtube home screen i saw lejeune had posted something in his community tab and it appeared on the home screen where where the videos usually are for recommended so it looks like youtube themselves is specifically starting to push channel community community posts more and more because before i would i would see other people that are not subscribed to these community posts just by scrolling through the through the app you know through search or whatever that's how i knew this was something that i definitely wanted to be in on but now it's popping up on recommended so definitely i if you're a youtuber definitely recommend uh diving into community posts and taking advantage of that like i've been like i've been doing it it's it definitely works you definitely so when impressed. you post a video you also post it to your community tab yeah so yeah I, I, the way i the way i time my stuff now when i do an upload i make first of all i make it a premiere but i i set it so that it's like 30 minutes out from so like if i'm so if i'm premiering if i want to premiere it at 10 at I, I don't i usually don't do the default time so i'll be like okay i'll premiere it at 10 30 i'll set the premiere at 10 35 but i'll do it at like 10 o'clock so the premiere happened people start coming in for the chat i'll start i'll start commenting but we'll back and forth because premieres boost boost your video because all those chat messages count as engagement that will boost the video more and more and then naturally they boost premieres the closer you get to the launch time they do that for live streams as well so then when the premiere officially starts i i go to my uh channel i do, go to my customization tab i make the video my channel trailer and then i post a community of uh, photo of an image post with the with the with the headline and the link to the video and then at the same time i post a poll with a head with the headline and link and have like a relevant poll related to the topic and that's like my process for every time i do an upload to like kind of maximize engagement yeah i don't use the community tab as much as i should 
but they I, have made it easier to post to the community tab. I, I definitely, I never really got I, I checked, I was checking the analytics of one of my previous uploads over the last few days and 10,000 of the views came specifically from the community, from the community tab. It, it looked, it listed as channel page views. Interesting. So it's, de it's definitely something to, to look into. What's up? Uh, we got Cap Tay just uh, popped in. Now, now that now the crew's all, almost all here. Appreciate, appreciate y'all. Been talking. The defenders are assembling. <laughs> talking some, some YouTube shop. But yeah, uh, I'm for sure. I'm for sure hoping that uh, I, I'm I'm been connect connecting, trying to find some Sony connects because that's going to be the best way. That I could tell to get a review copy of Marvel Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. You got to go through. The, I think you have to go through them. Sony PR. Yeah, Sony PR. Because I, I sent them a message to try to get an interview. Haven't heard back yet. But I definitely, I, I think I got, I did the, the generic Sony PR email. So I, I got to find like an individual. I found a few individuals. So I got to reach out to people on a personal level and, and try to connect with some some people at Sony PR because I want to I want to get someone from Insomniac to possibly do the podcast and I want to and I definitely want to review copy bare minimum of Spider-Man 2 for both of us because I know that's going to be huge for for anyone that's covering it <laughs> yeah 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 um I lost my train of thought that's the that's the perks one of the downsides of being old we we also uh i'm thinking what else is going to be at comic-con I, I feel like it's mainly going to be about spider-man 2 but i'm hope and the the whole symbiotic relationship thing i think mortal kombat's going to be there at boom i think directly I, I mean pretty much pretty much spelled it out i think i saw a tweet from ed boom about kind of like see you at comic -Con, san diego comic-con or something yeah, yeah. So, so yeah mortal kombat one's going to be there we know spider-man 2 is going to have that big panel uh, well they're they're having a panel at san diego comic-con join ed boone yuri lowenthal oh smoke confirmed yuri's gonna yuri's gonna be a busy boy <laughs> yeah i think about it he's gonna like within like a week or two of each other he's gonna be in like probably two of the biggest games of the year yeah <laughs> because like uh mortal Kombat's on the 19th of september and mm -hmm. then spider-man all right so within a month of each other yeah october 20th yeah spider -Man 2. yeah he'll uh he'll be in spider-man 2 and then he's gonna be smoke in mortal Kombat 1 uh they just revealed smoke in their their stream the other day and uh he looks dope and he looks like he's gonna be a big part of the story that's so cool. i'm a fan of i'm a fan of the smoke uh, yeah smoke, well, it looks smoke. like they're gonna have what i'm really looking forward to is it looks like like uh the ninjas are gonna be a big part of everything Ooh. is it now is your for smoke is you're using his sasuke voice or or what what are we doing here i don't even know what the fudge is sasuke is oh my god you're so uncultured holy fuck <laughs> jesus it's a dragon I, it's dragon ball right yeah no <laughs> uh, I, 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 the other one I guess there's no point in me bringing up the fact that Jujutsu Kaisen season two is starting this week, this weekend. <laughs> I only know that it's like an anime character because somebody mentioned it during the stream. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize it was Yuri at first, but uh, I saw Caboose noticed it right away. So you don't know. You know. I'm hearing Sa scared. Sasuke. Don't don't like you don't know don't, sasuke no don't shame me don't like i don't <laughs> that, shame that deserves shaming 
That deserves shaming. Don't, you know, don't shame my disability. You know those Sasuke, my bruh. Come on. I, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a Camp Lejeune lawsuit away because of my hearing loss from knowing who Sasuke is, okay? Come on. There, no, there's no excuse. Blind, blind, deaf, you should know who Sasuke is. Naruto? He's in oh. Naruto? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I'm trolling. Uh, Tony Todd is is very famous for his portrayal in the in the horror classic I've, the, the Candyman. I've met uh, Tony Todd as well. Of course you did. I we got we definitely got to get him on the pod because I I know he's going to spoil something that he's <laughs> about Spider Man Two. He's not. I'm pretty to. sure that he's been uh, muzzled. Feels like it because I, I definitely reached out to him. <laughs> Because he follows me, I was like, uh, "Let me, let me see, let me see if we can get something going." He was, nah, because uh, he definitely hasn't been tweet. He's he tweets a lot, but not about Spider Man Two anymore. <laughs> he, he's a. Uh, I'm thinking Sony. Uh, somebody at Sony was like, "Hey, boy, hey man, <laughs> you can't be doing this." <laughs> if, it's one thing when Jeff Grubb does it, but we 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 can't have that. <laughs> you got it. You gotta cut this out. <laughs> oh man, 2007. Hold on. Present. Uh... Yeah, for the people who are cultured, uh, definitely uh, go check out Jujutsu Kaisen season two. I'm, I'm going to be. I have a. I have an anime day every week. I designate Sunday as my anime day, where I just. I, I usually watch anime at any time, but specifically, I mark Sunday as a day where I give myself the time to just chill and watch anime and don't and don't do much that's my that's my day of rest watching anime and and uh eating junk food and then i'm back on a grind for the rest of the week that's how it does it but uh comic-con i'm also hoping that we get some other superhero game announcements because it is comic-con Marvel, we know Marvel's going to be there. There's another famous comic book company that also could be a should be a Comic Con at the very least, besides besides Invincible, and that's DC. So uh, a, a lot of stuff is obviously being affected by the writer strike, but DC does have several video games in the works. That we can hopefully get an announcement for Jay Shaf West did all that just so he can flex with his photo of Tony Todd that he took. Yeah, that was that was it. All that just for that. All right. Congratulations. Bravo. Well well done. I was um, a young Tony Todd. Yeah, a young? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like 15 years ago. I'm pretty sure I met him like a bunch of times there was this like horror convention because he was the candy man yes he was um but there say was like it, a say, say it two more times candy man candy man <laughs> it'd, oh. be it'd be funny if his like stream cut out <laughs> oh my god is this hold on i think i have a picture of my brother with him actually i can't tell if that's him can't tell if that's your brother yeah, I I have never seen my brother before. Hold on. <laughs> so, hold on. I think this is my brother with him. 
Imagine not being sure what your brother looks like. No, <laughs> hope, I, I think that's Tony Todd, right? Hope, hope he sees this. Uh, that that doesn't look like Tony Todd, but <laughs> that looks like a very different black man. Who the hell would it be? I have no idea who that is. That's <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 not Tony Todd. <laughs> that was that was the year that I met. Uh... Uh, what's his face that died? Um, one of the two. God damn it! Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh no, it definitely was not Tony Todd because there's a another picture. Because he doesn't. Because he doesn't look like Tony Todd. I, well, I did say I didn't think it was him. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your brother. That clearly is not Tony Todd. I know what my brother looks like. <laughs> you don't know what Tony Todd looks like. You just showed him in another picture. I know. That's why I said I wasn't sure if it was him. You had another picture to compare it to. They, they look nothing alike. <laughs> I agree. Um, uh, it was Brooks. Uh, ah, dang it. Oh, it was from Lost. They were in Lost Boys. The the Corys. Corey Haim. James brother was some random person. <laughs> Literally, I, it might be a random person. I have no idea. Maybe he thought it was Tony Todd. I don't, Jesus. I don't know. Jesus, bro. No, this is this is a really cool picture that I took right here at that event. Not Tony Todd, Corey Haim, and both of these guys died actually. Uh, they're from Lost Boys, but oh, like remember, like back in the '80s, the two Corys uh, were like massive megastars. Oh yeah, then the the evils of Hollywood got to them. Well, I'm sure if I send that picture to my brother, he'll know who it is. I would, I would hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send him a, a picture. Who the fuck is this? I know Cap Tay. I deserve that. <laughs> and I'm sure his answer is going to be, well, me. Yeah, that sounds like a, a shock breast, a shock breast brother yeah. response. But yeah, like, like I was saying before, you got, uh, you mixed up two completely different looking black guys. All right. Uh, I'm going to this and get it over with. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it, but you know. <laughs> If the shoe fits, <laughs> but D I'm hoping that DC uh, that has some video game presence as well as some of the other Marvel games because we have we obviously know Marvel Sp Marvel Spider Man Two is going to be there, and they announced in the article Marvel Snap is going to be there, and there's supposed to be some more surprises and stuff for on on that Saturday panel, so I'm hoping maybe we get a another look, uh, maybe our first trailer for Iron Man, you know, something more from Iron Man. Maybe the official announcement of the Black Panther game, that mysterious third Marvel game, but hopefully that some something from DC, maybe a Wonder Woman video game update from Monolith, or WB Games Montreal's secret DC project finally gets revealed. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it's Superman. Please let it be Superman. <laughs> Just <laughs> all right. The guy's name was Ken Forey, and he was in Dawn of the Dead. And six Which, three episodes of Keenan and Kel. Oh, now that's why I recognize it from. There you go. He's the fa he was the father in Keenan and Kel. Okay, well there, I did it for the culture for you. <laughs> I forgot. I for I forgot. I, I know I vaguely recognize him, but I didn't know from what. Yeah, he was he was a uh, Keenan. He played Keenan's dad in uh, the the hit Nickelodeon program Keenan and Kel, which got which. Uh, is uh wow that's that brings it back i know they i know uh 
related to Keenan and Kel, they had uh, the Good Burger sketch, and that's getting a sequel finally. After all, after all these years, they're filming it like literally right down the road, like probably like half hour away from me. I keep Good. seeing uh, stuff on the news about it. Good Burger was low, like it was goofy obviously it's supposed to be a fun but low-key pretty good like it, it holds up and it's not not just for nostalgia reasons like it's legitimate it's legitimately a solid movie I, I remember even at the time i was surprised by the quality of the movie like sure it you know it was it was the the fun the the funny you know you know keenan and kel peak of their powers you know the good burger sketch is you know great and we were wondering how it would fit in a live action movie but surprisingly yeah they they had some good humor in there some actual character development you know <laughs> I wonder where that went in marvel they didn't deconstruct they didn't deconstruct everybody <laughs> it was just a yeah. fun, it was a fun movie you had a bad guy to bring down and mondo burger you know it was actually kind of which actually served as kind of a you know a subtle message to you know support small businesses against mega conglomerates moving in and cutting corners and having poison form poison stuff in fast food like that was the main that was basically the plot like a a big walmart type of chain of of burger places that were artificially inflating their burgers to make them giant as a gimmick using <laughs> sketchy chemicals was threatening the small business of Good Burger, <laughs> and, and that's right. <laughs> call, tell tell Sadat, call him out. Call me out. What? Call, on what? I've, I I'll put it back on the screen. Saying Good Burger is good is kind of wild. I think it's a <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? You, you absolute pleb. <laughs> I wish we could get the like table bang out of that. Like <laughs> it's wall. It's per no, it fits because I would be slamming on the table if you if you were if it was if it wouldn't upset my my setup. Like, how dare you? Burger <laughs> is awesome. Yes, we do not want to mess with your setup. We know uh, we know that one fist bang on the table might like knock you offline for a week. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? No, just might unplug the my one of the things and my camera might cut off temporarily. Yeah. but bro, good good burger. Really, how how is that not? Like I'm not saying it's like an Oscar. Well, Oscar doesn't even mean anything. But I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's like <laughs> you know one of the greatest films of all time. But it's, it's not BET awards worthy. I mean, no, it's definitely BET awards worthy. I mean, that, the the BET award standards are pretty low for <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> but it's definitely a solid family movie. Yeah. That unlike a lot of movies from say Jay Shockblast era. It ages pretty well because it's not filled with racism and homophobia. <laughs> My favorite movie is Spaceballs. <laughs> uh, <he's... laughs> the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, well, yeah, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say that. I, I feel awkward I, silence. I feel, I feel like you definitely were like a John Hughes kind of guy. Um, I I watch Top Gun a lot, uh, Bloodsport, um, you know, Transformers the movie, sounds GI Joe the movie, sounds racist to me. <laughs> I mean, GI Joe the movie basically had the village people in it, so I think we're good. 
talk about good burger mystery one uh, good burger saying i always want like it, it looked it kind of it, it kind of looks like in and out like if you look at a the good burger in the show kind of look like in and out even down to the special sauce that they had eastwood no it is not what because the the guys in the desert that were combing it and you know you get to the the black guy with the afro pick and he's like we ain't found shit they saw it was a hilarious movie. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, if Eastwood is saying it's racist, holy! <laughs> no, this guy, this guy literally watches Fox News. So if he's saying, if he's saying that's re- that's that movie's racist, holy! No, shit. it was a parody. It was like, holy, holy shit! Have you not seen Spaceballs? I haven't seen it in forty in however many long. It, Spaceballs been. is a parody of of all the space movies of the eighties. It's a, it's like I haven't it, I, I haven't watched it in the last twenty years. Yeah. I haven't watched it in the last twenty weeks. I think the last I think the last parody movie I watched was Spinal Tap. Which was a classic. And not okay. racist, by the way. Oh. All, and uh C B four was uh was great obviously as well. I don't remember that one. Of course you didn't. That that was the uh, black parody movie <laughs> <You know? laughs> with uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> so oh. of course Jay avoided it. I Space- saw Rush Hour. Uh huh. I rest my case. So Space Spaceballs is a bootleg Star Wars. I don't, I don't I don't think that's correct because it's literally a, it's meant to be a parody. Yeah. So it, it would actually be making fun of of Star Wars. That's like saying like scary movie is like a bootleg scream. Well, no, it's literally just making fun of horror and those, those movies yeah. in, in particular. Anyway. <laughs> True, but especially since Fox News has gotten uh, a bit more liberal lately, it's actually been kind of hilarious watching the conservatives kind of melt down. Uh, that Fox News has gotten woke apparently, <laughs> so so there's that. Like my everything from my childhood is being destroyed. Like one of the things we could count on was was you know death taxes and Fox News being racist. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, it's uh times are changing. Not even Fox News is safe. What what has happened to our society, Jay? I. I I don't know. You know, you get five social media clones in one week and everything Every, hits the it's, fan. It's actually hilarious. I actually saw actually saw a, a there was a there was a meme of uh using a Dr. Manhattan it's like it's like all, everyone everyone co- collecting all, all all of these Twitter clones and combining into Dr. Man <laughs> Dr. Man this happens like every time there's a mild any any just the mildest of incident at Twitter everyone is like oh time to abandon Twitter yeah and, and some and some trash Twitter clone pops up and everyone makes an account and never uses it again <laughs> blue sky is already dead L- literally like it, 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 it was it even a day yeah, like two day, like a day or two later, we got threads. I, I, yeah, I swear, it was like I, I one literally one day I saw, like even like I even got DMs about asking me if I wanted to invite the blue sky, and I'm like, no, I don't have, I don't, I barely tolerate Twitter. I'm not jumping on yeah a, a bootleg version, but it, like within a day, I started seeing 
like it flipped like it like a flip switch. It was all the tweets that were saying, "Hey, follow me on Blue Sky." All of a sudden, they were threads, and I'm like, "The fuck is threads?" <laughs> I, I hate like threads <laughs> drives me nuts because like my feed is nothing but people I don't follow and would never follow. Like even threads, if you even if you follow people, it doesn't show you. It doesn't it, show you their, their stuff. No, like it shows you whatever it wants to show you, and like not even in chronological order. It's just like throws a bunch of random bullshit and like maybe one out of every 10 person is somebody you actually follow it's been interesting though because like for the like two days that i was using blue sky a little bit here and there like i'm not really going hardcore into any of them i'm just mostly signing up so that i can uh have my username in case it does take off uh because i've had too many incidents where people will take my uh oh yeah a wild thor appears um <laughs> Um, I've had too many incidents where uh, people will take my name. So uh, essentially, um, Blue Sky, like I was having actual people that don't follow me on Twitter follow me there. Uh, like Aaron from Insomniac even like retweeted me on like threads. Like it's or whatever you call it on a thread, uh, like a re thread it might be a retweet because apparently elon musk is is suing them and yeah and uh, for specifically because apparently zuck hired former twitter staff and they're using proprietary information that they're not allowed to use to build threads <laughs> yeah well i don't know what he expected but you know i i'm sure there is some kind of a clause where you can't like because i know like when you sell a company a lot of times there's a clause where you can't like start an identical company yeah. like within an x amount of time and i'm sure there's something like that in their their contracts but yeah like that honestly if threads would just let me like if they had a for you section and uh your timeline um it's actually really good um still gr like still putting it together but like it, it it works pretty cool um yeah i'm not i'm not making the threads <laughs> yeah but like the, the bigger issue though is that um like i hate i don't i don't go on it because i hate the feed it's never like it's not only like like i'm getting like aoc like threads okay i don't i don't care about aoc i would never follow her i don't like and i would say the same thing about uh like i don't know pick a conservative you ted, know, Cru like, ted cruz yeah I, I, if i had ted cruz threads i would be feeling the same kind of way you know what i mean it's just like like all right i'll open it right now the first thread that I have are, is actually somebody I follow, David Nakayama. Then it's go. Juice World. Oh, you're not you're not a big Juice World fan. No. Jay. Then it's Comics <laughs> Queen, and then Cat uh, Dennings, which I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, for for uh, two two very big reasons. Sam Spratt, uh, World Star. <laughs> World uh, Star. Yeah, I mean I get that. Generic Live, Toy Shiz, two. It's it, that so it sounds like the feed is basically just an ad <laughs> for uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. I know you're a huge Poke fan. World Star again. World Star. Leonhart. Like it's all the same people. Uh, the Lakers. No, you're a big Laker fan. Yeah. Gaming Bible. Uh, Bellator MMA. <laughs> like I would like I wouldn't follow these. Dana White. I do follow Dana White, but I don't follow him here so yeah it's like all these a uh, pokemon again like i've got four pokemon 
threads before I even see another one from somebody I actually follow. I mean, she's probably saying something important. What you got to? I gotta doubt it. it. You got to stay up I, with the culture. Seriously, <laughs> seriously doubt it. <laughs> she's probably complaining about the the patriarchy. No, you no, you said you said that only you get to say that. that that's correct. Uh, only I only I have that black privilege of, of implying that Jay's racist. <laughs> not not I you. know what World Star is. Every, everyone knows World Star. I don't know <laughs> I know that Juice World is what a rapper? He was a rapper, yes. Was he, a rapper. He uh he died. You know, oh, okay. As many rappers do. Yeah. I remember the morning Tupac died. I bet you do. Watched it on MTV News. I cried a little bit. I I don't actually remember when Tupac died, even though I was alive, because I, I was extremely young. But I do remember when Aaliyah died. I cried. I, remember that. I, I cried for that one. I was yeah. I was old enough. Yeah, those. It's crazy. Like I've been thinking about it though, like about like social media in general, right? Um, I was a Tupac guy personally. I liked I like both. Tupac and Biggie, but Tupac is would I would definitely say is my favorite rapper of all time. Um, pretty normie take, but acceptable. Well, you know, um, I I think about like what life was like before all this social media. You know what I mean? Like definitely, there are people definitely that, more definitely better. <laughs> a lot yeah, of like it's crazy. <laughs> I've I've made a pretty good life for myself off the internet. You know, Same. because before I did YouTube. <laughs> I was I did content photography, and even though I didn't make a lot of money off the photography, I got to meet and interview and go to concerts for so many of my favorite bands, and like that was a great hobby to have. Uh, that like at least you know not having to I never really had to buy tickets to go to the shows. I had the best seat in the house, and uh, I got to meet the band. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I've done pretty well, but I would honestly, uh, throw it. Like, I feel like the world with like out this social media would be so much better. Cause I feel like we had gone like, even though like a lot of it's out of sight, out of mind. So like, yeah, this stuff was happening and nobody knew about it. Um, does that make it better? No, but like, I feel like, I feel like people were happier, I you feel know? I feel like we should keep YouTube, yeah. bring, bring back MySpace, destroy Twitter and, <laughs> and Instagram and everything else. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I actually love Twitter back like when it, like back what it was. Like I, I honestly started my Twitter like just so I could like follow all the sports writers and keep up with what was going on, you know? And uh, it's crazy that like how it's all turned into. And what I have actually seen though is that threads is like they understand that the politics is coming but they're trying to keep it off like they're trying to keep everything like good vibes only we'll see how that goes um not gonna go well <laughs> there's one like like i saw there's one person that's like already having a meltdown uh because they've had like a few of the threads uh deleted for being overly political um like a far leftist type person oh no um and they're like losing their crap over it you know and even the aoc tweets that like were in my feed were not political they were just her responding to like pop culture -y type stuff 
Uh, so, so those are vibes, and they're, they're trying to avoid the the messy politics. Of and clothes. I think that's great. And like, I I've actively tried to like remove the politics from my Twitter feed because like I just like nothing good can come from it. Very very true. I for one am definitely tired of seeing politics on my Twitter feed. I'd much rather have rap debates on my Twitter feed <laughs> <laughs> or already on my social media feeds. Mr. J- well, it's Mr. it's funny because we were talking about that last week. How um, how like the cash money uh stuff started like popped up on my feed during the the juvenile song. Um, oh and, yeah, like the, the tiny the tiny does one. Yeah, I I uh, I agree. I would I'd so much rather like that type of stuff. You know, be more prevalent, if you will. You know. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. For, for sure. Especially uh. Yeah, because when I, because you know, when I was when I was growing up, uh, I I knew about Pac and Biggie, but I mainly listened to like uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Lauren Hill and the Fugees, and Run DMC. And like once once I actually moved out the out the hood and got to suburbs, that's ironically when I started getting more into other rap like Jay Z and, <laughs> and and Biggie and. And I, I ended up listening more heavily to both as I got older and actually became a rapper. I started listening to more and more. And I I like I like Tupac's I guess I like Tupac's vibe and like the idea of you know his uh more positive uplifting stuff. But I thought objectively Biggie was the better rapper. I I, I enjoyed them both. I really did. I just I thought they were both great at what they did, but just yeah. listening, but just purely listening to them both, like side by side, comparing them as rappers, I thought Biggie was just clearly better. Yeah, like, better flow, better lyricist, but he he had less range on his on his music. Like you, if you listen to a Biggie song, you know he was going to talk about how much money he has, the the women he was sleeping with, uh, somebody was probably going to get shot. Uh, he might say something sus every once in a while, but that's pretty much the extent of what you were getting from a big song. Whereas Tupac, you know, he'd do the gangster stuff, he would do the party stuff, but he also, you know, you had, had his dear mamas and you keep keep your head up type type of deal. So I really, I, I really, I like, appreciate the verse. I appreciate his versatility. I really love the first Tupac album they put out after he died, but they did it under like Mach- Machiavelli. I, give, I don't know yeah. if you ever heard. I listened to I listened to a couple of those. Uh, Post uh, there was so many post Tupac uh, death albums, but I, I remember the, the one the one that I didn't I didn't particularly like that many of them, but I remember the the uh, one per, the one particular one that I still have on my Spotify playlist because it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, period. Uh, they did they did one, <laughs> which is a pretty unlikely collab, but uh, Elton John Tupac. Uh, Dying to live, <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly gas. <laughs> Another thing that's gonna make like here, this is gonna make me sound old. I remember uh, the second Wu Tang album when that came out. Um, it was like a double album, and 